This week, the Discerning Gamer Podcast is brought to you by Target Country. With 100% more country and 100% less stores. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Yes, determined to have the mind flayer parasite removed before liquefaction of our internal organs begins. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. I am your host, Joel JB Fury Boshane, and with us this week, as always, are the DG crew, starting with the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam, spending all his hard-earned money on things like Reebok pumps and Puma pants instead of <laughs> video games. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. Oh, JB. Thanks for having me, mate. Yes, that's the uh, best general noz- knowledge quiz team name you can think of, I Puma pants. Yes. <laughs> and uh, accurate. <laughs> accurate. Uh, also with us this week, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He's the personification of a really buff male protagonist in Cyberpunk 2077, complete with impressive cock cyberware <laughs> installed in the penile region. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Oh, thank you, JB. Impressive Nobody knows cock. what I... <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows what I go through on a daily basis just to find condoms for that uh, cyber penis. <laughs> Nobody knows. It's it's a hard life. It's a different life. I'm suffering a different life into this bucket. <laughs> mm. I've heard that, uh, Steely, but uh, never mind. <laughs> you'll uh, you'll be you'll be all good. Uh, finally, with us, the Nintendo Queen, Pistol Pisty Pete. Uh, the pissed <laughs> sitting back while her husband writes comedy gold for the podcast each week and encourage him him to quote push the envelope even further. It's uh, of course Casey C Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C Mac. Thanks, Joel. Sorry, I'm just eating something. I had a mouthful of a dumpling, didn't she? Well, that's <laughs> sorry. Uh... Yes, yeah, he's comedy gold. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty yeah. good. CG. Where's I'm the eye? That's gold. what I'm looking for. <laughs> go, Jerry, go. We do indeed. Go, Jerry, go. And uh, kicking off this week on the Descending Gamer podcast, we're going to throw straight into the bloody news headlines. Wow. What happened this week? Do you know? I know. I've come up with the news headlines. And I'm a sicko. They call me the Steelmeister. Wow. Sorry, um, I'm getting more and more unhinged. You know what the problem is? I don't have a, I don't have a fucking um, you know, like a, I don't have Spotify or a, you know, or iHeartRadio telling me not to do this shit. And that's the, that's half the problem. That's half of my problem. You're enablers, a lot of you. Anyway, 
Tell me, tell me, tell me. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Sonic Frontiers Final Free. Come on now, it's not that scary. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers Final Free update released this week, sporting three new playable characters, a completely remixed and updated island, challenging mini bosses, additional story content, and revamped cyberspace levels, adding substantial value to Seeker Sammy Group's 2022 um, revamp of the long running franchise. Um, having played the update, the additional challenge and characters has been a worthy reason to jump back into Sonic Frontiers and would see me change my 7 out of 10 discerning gamers to an 8 out of 10. I guess you could say I'm blue, umber D, umber die, Dabu D, Dabu, gotta go fast. Um, <laughs> anyway. Wow. Whoa. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, look. Massive news for Sony fans this week slash last week. Jim Ryan will be stepping down as PlayStation CEO Hiroki Totoki. Wow, that's a fun one. Set to take, <laughs> is set to take his place as interim CEO on April 1st, 2024. Ryan made this statement. After 30 years, I have made the decision to retire from SIE in March 2024. I relish the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. Totoki added, I would like to express my heartfelt gratitude to Jim Ryan for his outstanding achievements and contributions over his 30-year career at Sony, including the great success of launching the PlayStation 5. When we here at The Discerning Gamer reached out to Jim Ryan, he had this to say, I did something no one else in the industry has ever done before. I released a next generation console and somehow convinced people to just play last generation games on it till about a year ago. I think I did more <laughs> cocaine over the last five years than Phil Spencer has done in his entire life. I think Phil has to go home, make love to his wife, and come to the harsh realization that if you make great games, even on last generation consoles, you can still sell more systems. Wow, Jim. Wow. <laughs> Emotional damage. Wow. Gaving. Oh. <laughs> Still on Sony, a major investigation is taking place after a ransomware group has reportedly broken into the company's security and obtained just shy of an estimated 6,000 files of data, which is now for sale on the black market. So if you've got a pretty penny, reach into that pocket. Um, but the last time Sony had a major cyber attack was back in 2014. We reached out to Sony and received this response. Well, obviously we had a hacker out there in Lincoln Park He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all better hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands because he's raping everybody out here. Well, there you go. Um, look, this next news item is just dripping with Fortnite references. So I hope this is the cringiest news topic of the night. Lava, lava, lava. Um, Epic Games has said farewell and given the L to roughly 900 staff. Tim Sweeney, CEO of Epic Games, in an open statement about the layoffs, has mentioned he's used the rare AR to cut ties with employees because the company is just spending way too many V-Bucks. Epic Games have had current victory royales with the impressive <laughs> Unreal Engine 5, but Sweeney seems to think, and I allegedly quote, the gamers in Fortnite build the game worlds themselves, so we figured we didn't have to have Sandra, Rajesh, Philip, Candace, <laughs> Michael, Steve, Wanda, Zhang, Fat Michael. I mean, you get the you get the gist. But make these games anymore. 
Plus, they can just squat up on another server. I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll be money, money, don't drink, drink, drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old double trouble. <laughs> oh. Love that. The remix. Um, here we, here's one for everyone. Ever wanted to uh, take mushrooms, then jump on mushrooms with faces and shell fuck a turtle as an elephant? Well, this is the new story for you because Super Mario Wonder is coming to PAX Australia. That's right. It's a me, Nintendo. Um, has revealed its lineup of playable games at PAX Australia. You can play games such as the aforementioned Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Sonic Superstars, Detective Pikachu, and even Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, or as I like to call it, Ubisoft Hackleco Rugs, another game by Ubisoft. Um, so there you go. The PAX ball's Australia is, <laughs> is happening October 6th to 8th. Has it happened yet? No, it hasn't yet. At Domino's Melbourne. Um, I it's hear you now. can pick it up, uh, pick up cheap flights on a Jetstar radio flight if you want. Um, so there we go. Nice. Domino's Melbourne. Um, get down from there. Get you, Naughty Dog. That's right. Naughty Dog is popping the fucking soda stream this week and putting the Last of Us multiplayer game on ice. This comes after Naughty Dog has cut ties with a lot of its contract workers as part of some huge industry layoffs. Sources say that Sony had consulted Bungie on the current state of the Naughty Dog live service game and the reception was not positive. So as it appears, this game has more issues than a lack of staff. So it seems, and when asked about what they didn't like about it, Bungie told the discerning gamer this, it's not fun, guy. Um, and there's not much room for another live service game out there right now. Have you played Destiny 2? So uh, there you go. There's a couple of couple of um, couple of uh, couple of fungi jokes in there for everyone. There, fungi jokes. If you liked the fun guy one and the mushroom one, there's plenty more where that came from. Um, Anyway, <laughs> here we go. At the, oh, fucking hell. At last, see, last of all, last bit of news for today. CD Projekt Red, give me head, give me head, Project Red, is um, so confident that um, <laughs> of their uh, la latest update for Cyberpunk, they want players... Uh, hang on, what am I saying here? So confident they want players to play their new paid DLC for Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, that they have... This is a fucking fuckery, isn't it? Everyone's switched <laughs> up by now. Um, that they have included a dialogue option to effectively skip the entire thing. Uh, we reached out to CD Projekt Red for comment, and they said, we weren't sure if people were ready to see Idris Elba looking so real and like Idris Elba in our game. I mean, did you see him in the office and in the Suicide Squad? I mean, he's Idris fucking Elba. He's like only the coolest guy in our game since Keanu Reeves, so we were all like, skip it if you're not worthy. Also, have you played The Witcher 3? Um, anyway, uh, in all seriousness... <laughs> thanks for laughing, wife. Um, in all seriousness, the uh, ever-present resurgence of cyberpunk is undeniable, and now CDPR are looking to make a live-action adaptation of their From the Ashes open-world dystopia. So there you have it, everyone. That's the news for the week. Yum! Well... I'm gonna come. Haberdashery. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've always liked haberdashery, but that's fine. Did you pick up the well, DLC for Cyberpunk, JB? Yeah, I did. Well, beware. Um, 
but the the here's the thing they recommend when you buy the dlc to effectively go and restart the original campaign so that's exactly what i did and so I haven't I haven't actually seen any of the new content new yet, but um, the way that the game itself plays now, um, uh, still yeah, it, it I think it's better. Mm. Um, I can't exactly tell you why it's better yet. I haven't gotten that far back into it, but uh, but you know, in saying that, it did have a hard crash uh, <laughs> when, when I went to play it. So uh, um, yeah, stick that up your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> CD Project Hard Crash, am I right? Mm. Mm. Fucking oath. No. Nah. Oh, well, all right. Yep. Pretty weak. Oh, well, you know what? When I don't write the jokes down, they're going to be shit. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, a fair warning. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I, I'll go off what I've, been, what I've been hearing around the traps, and that's if Cyberpunk 2077 had been released today in the state that it is after the 2.0 patch and the the Phantom Liberty uh, DLC, it would be another solid contender for Game of the Year. That's what I'm hearing. Mm. Um, and so it's just, it really is a very big travesty that it's got such a huge amount of baggage attached to it after uh, the, the abortion of a launch that it had in, in reality. So... I mean, you think this could have easily happened to like The Witcher Three or mm. Red Dead Redemption Two or any of these games, if like which are great games in their own right, but if they hadn't been polished and they got released in an equally buggy state, we wouldn't be sitting here telling everyone how good they are. So, mm. um, yeah, it it is a shame. But um, just circling back to uh, what you were talking about, Steely, with um, uh, the Last of Us uh, multiplayer was was anyone here looking forward to uh, a Last of Us multiplayer experience with the uh, what was it called The Last of Us Factions was that the the working that was, title I think that's what used to come with um, that's what used to come with The Last of Us when it was on PS3 as far as its multiplayer was concerned that was what it launched with was I think the faction side of it which was just the the multiplayer add-on that was there. Mm. at launch and look that that multiplayer add-on was always a decent bit of fun it wasn't like amazing or anything but it had i guess the elements of a you know a death match with clickers running around so it felt very alive and like you could use the clickers against um the opposing team and kind of try and get them to all basically be eaten up by them which was pretty fun i think there were aspects of it that are probably that would work really well as a standalone multiplayer experience. Was it something that I'm like, oh, I am just chomping at the bit to go and play and frothing at the lips for? Not really. I just, I, you know, I'd much prefer to see Naughty Dog sink their lips and teeth, sorry, not their lips, because if they sink their lips into it, I don't know how that works. Um, That's uh, sink their teeth frightening. Into- <laughs> Yeah, into um, a, a new sort of first-party IP because I think that for the studio that they are, it kind of feels like they are heavily underutilized. I mean, if you think about the kind of games that have come out from Naughty Dog as of late, um, The Last of Us Part 1, right? You know, like that's just... Yeah. That's, well. that's pretty much all we've gotten for a while. And, I mean, 
coming from a studio that has such great IP like Uncharted, I'd love to see them do something new or I'd like to see them expand on these universes and not bring us these kind of side experiences because to me, that doesn't add any value to these IP in the first place or to Naughty Dog as a studio and for what they're known for as well. They're not known for their multiplayer stuff. Um, I mean, take Uncharted 4 multiplayer. It was pretty shit. So whatever, you know. All right, so let me let me um, put put this out there then. If if you were given free reign, like let's say you're now the head of Naughty Dog, you're in charge of the direction that they go in next. Um, like um, I take it, and we're we're gonna say uh, all the existing IP is just having a bit of a rest for for the time being. You're gonna develop something brand new. What are you developing? What are you what what direction are you taking the team? I'm I'm probably if I'm at the helm of Naughty Dog right now, I'm going probably something like I'd love to see them do like a supernatural third person adventure game, not dissimilar to something like Infamous, but more grounded. So something that doesn't kind of feel as sort of floaty and and stuff like that, but a, a bit more kind of I don't know, a bit more story focused and driven by the relationships between, say, somebody who's got superpowers and people that don't and how that creates rifts between them and how that creates, you know, issues for politics or something like that. I'd like to see them tackle something that's maybe goes back to the supernatural elements we'd get at the end of Uncharted, but mix it into something that's a little bit more... I don't know, that has a much bigger narrative involved because a lot of superhero games you play, even games like Infamous, their stories are not the best. You know, they're great games to play. The story of Infamous 1 was pretty good. Infamous 2 was, yeah, all right. Um, but, it, like, when you get to Infamous Second Son, the story was kind of crap. Infamous First Light was a really good story. It was, it was about this chick who... Like her brother was a drug addict or something and, you know, she got powers and then she decides to kind of turn a new leaf and all this kind of stuff and she's trying to help him out and all this kind of stuff. I think that they would make do well in a world like that. I don't think I'd want to see another shooter because, I mean, The Last of Us to me is just like serious and and tight Uncharted, whereas Uncharted is just like open and a little bit more lighthearted. I'd like to see a blend of the two, but something just a little bit different because I think they could nail it. All right, so Ferg, mm. I've given you access to the full suite of movie franchises out there mm. from from any movie studio that you like, and you've got to pick one popular movie franchise to give to Naughty Dog to say turn this into a game. What movie franchise are you giving them? That hasn't already been done. <clears throat> hmm. Or even if it's an expansion of an existing one, like, and you're giving it to them and saying here. Take this, run with it, turn it into something. Amazing. Wish you gave me this this question because I've oh, got one. Go back to Steve. I know what I, I know what you're going to say because I want to say before you go to see Mac. I'll have a think. All right, Hunger Games. Is that oh. what you're going to say? Well, no, I wasn't. I was going to say Batman, but Hunger Games. I think would be amazing. Don't you? Yeah. You, well, yeah. Do we like, really need another Batman game in a world where all the Arkham yeah. games exist? Though, like, oh well, now that fucking Rocksteady have shit the bed, maybe. But do we want to see Naughty Dog chase them down the stinking shithole that they've created for themselves? <laughs> I mean, Batman... No, I think Casey's right. The Hunger Games would be sick. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, no, Ferg. Yeah, right. I, I've got nothing. Nothing's coming to me off the top of my dome. I did like Steely's comment around a um, supernatural type thing. I always think of a game. Uh, who is it? Remedy Interactive that make that made um, Control and Quantum Break and all those games. I yeah. Quantum Break. I just thought it was such an original and fantastic idea for a video game, but it probably wasn't executed unbelievably well. And I think a studio like Naughty Dog, if they had that IP, I reckon they could have done something really, really cool with that, with their storytelling. I think Quantum Break, geez, we're going back a few years now. That was uh, uh, last gen. We're talking Xbox One, PS4 um, territory. And what was really unique about this game, I think it was from memory, it was like a time, you could warp time and do things like that. But what made it really unique is the game was broken up the sort of the missions with a TV show, which I I don't think I've played, I can't think of any games since then that have come out that have done a similar thing. So you'd play a mission and then you'd watch, I think they were pretty, pretty long from memory. It was like 15, 20 minutes of an episode of a TV show and then you'd go back into the game and keep playing and then you'd watch a a TV show episode, and I just thought that was such a cool thing. So I reckon Naughty Dog, being such great storytellers, could do something really good with that franchise. Um, all right, yeah. I got I got one for you all. all right. Now I, I don't know how many of you will have seen this movie, but um, cast your minds back to two thousand five, and a movie uh, came out starring Keanu Reeves called Constantine, where uh, oh, yeah. where Keanu Reeves played the title role of John Constantine. And uh, basically, he was he was like a um, a cynical exorcist uh, with the ability to perceive and communicate with like half angels and half demons in their true forms. And um, you know, he he had like tattoos on his arms where he could use to sort of exorcise them and send them back to hell and shit like that. It was an amazing movie, like so good. Like it's the one movie that Keanu Reeves has said. He'd love to come back and do a sequel, even though they've never, they've never ever gone ahead and and written one. But it came from like a, I think it was either a graphic novel or a series of comic books or something like that. that I think it's be... a DC, um, comic book. Well, there I'm you go. Sure. I mean, can you imagine what a, a studio like Naughty Dog would be able to do with that character and and the theme? Like like you said, it's got those supernatural themes with the angels and demons and the exorcisms and all that sort of stuff like it'd be so good to see them explore mm. his character and like i remember even in the movie itself like he's he's a very sort of tortured soul in his own right like i'd love to see him do something like that but mm. um one's just come oh, to me. you know what just came to me sorry <clears throat> no you go the crow. crow the crow oh. i reckon he would do i reckon they'll do really well with the crow hey um, take the '90s cheese out of it, obviously, and I, I reckon they would absolutely nail that. It's a it's a story for them, I think. Oh, come on, Naughty Dog, The Crow. Mm. I was going to say the one that came to me was how about Inception? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a what, what would you do a, with Inception? I don't know. What would you do? I can just <laughs> see it just being. I don't know. I just think a great. It's a great medium for telling a story. You know, the dream within a dream within a dream and the motives behind each of the layers and playing through that, it'd be like a puzzle game slash, I don't think, like Steely's saying, something a bit different. You could probably get away with the combat. Oh, maybe you'd still have some combat in there. I don't know. But 
yeah, Inception's such a fantastic movie and but such a great idea. Almost never really knowing whether you're still asleep yeah, or whether you're, whether you're awake. Mm. You know, and how many layers deep are you in the in the dream? <laughs> I reckon that would be pretty sick. Yeah, that, that's an interesting idea. I don't know if you guys have ever played um, um, Disco uh, Elysium. No. Oh, don't think I have. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's a similar thing. You're, you're grasping with the idea of you don't, you're not quite with it, but you don't know what yeah, kind of right. extent that you are with it or not with it. You sort of wake from a, a an alcohol binge and you're sort of like half put together and you can't remember anything and then you're sort of clutching at straws to remember your history and your motives and it's just a I just yeah. drained away my car yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> pretty much yeah. do, there you go maybe they could do, do, do dudes wear my car yeah no I don't know there's lots of good options mm. there's a lot of fantastic uh, uh, ideas out there that in the hands of a, a skilled operator like Naughty Dog they, they become something really bloody amazing um, but yeah, I wonder what they're working on if they've put this uh, Last of Us multiplayer on ice. Um, are we thinking mm. they're working on a Last of Us Part 3 or uh, Hopefully. something else? Without giving spoilers away, is at the end of 2, is it sort of at a end point or is it alludes that there's more to come? Is there more in this universe to explore with the similar characters and, well, and whoever? Or? Let me put it this way, Ferg. Mm. You haven't played it. Yeah. You haven't fucking played it by now. Yeah. <laughs> it does have um, room to grow. Yeah, it does. 100%. I can't quite remember mm. how it ended. Anyway. Yeah. Look, without giving too much away, oh, this is fucking stupid. I feel like I have to give a little. No, nah, don't worry about it. I'm not even going to say, say yes. names. Just, just say put yes. a dis- so, just, yeah, there is, just put but... a disclaimer in the podcast saying, here at the Disabling Gamer. If you haven't gamer. played The Last of Us Part 2 by now, you're a fucking. Bitch head, but you can fast forward one minute. <laughs> one minute, all right. Starting now. Everyone's alive at the end of it that is important. So I feel like too important to the story or the revenge story of the game. So therefore, I feel like that there is definitely room for this to continue. I think it will be really exciting where they take it if they do continue it. Because there's, I think, as far as the complexity of the characters concerned, there's an unspoken truth between them that both of their situations are fucked and that, well, at the end of the day, maybe they've got to come together and help each other. Mm. Just saying. But there is room. There is room. All right, you can start listening again. You didn't right. say anything, <laughs> really. Yeah, but I just don't want people to go, oh, fuck, I didn't want to know that. So we'll just How much disclaimer can you put See, I would have been I would have been very excited to play a Last of Us multiplayer game, but I think um, it'd be a shame if it was just a all on, all out battle royale and not there was no real sort of strategy to it. Like, um, I'd want to I'd want to see like an element of uh, almost like what they did with. Um, with with some of the the games out there where where you can pick different classes of character like someone can be a medic someone can be a like a tank someone can be a sniper and you've got all these different classes working together and you know somehow that gives you the edge over the the enemy team um yeah. always like vehicles in in the the sort of multiplayer uh environment where you can have 
you know, sort of like a, a car that you're driving around and someone on the back operating a machine gun or something like all those things are really cool elements, I think. To- mm. I can imagine imagine it being a bit like The Division is how I'm picturing how the multiplayer might work. I don't know if you guys have played The Division, which is a Ubisoft yeah. game. Um, it's again, a it's a, game. Yeah, third person <laughs> type arrangement. Emotional damage. Some kind of yeah, like an MMO type elements. There's all sort of safe places, and you go and do missions and collect loot and do stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. See what they're cooking up. Yes. All right. Well, uh... concept dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week I. Uh... Went, went on the Steam store, I had a little dig around and uh, I saw a recommendation that was put to me uh, based on the other games that I've played in the past and uh, this one caught my attention. Now, it's from a developer called Clay Entertainment which you may be familiar with as they were the developers who brought us the survival classic Don't Starve where you're sort of wandering around this sort of weird environment. You've got to collect resources and craft a whole bunch of different stuff and basically not not die. Starve. Yeah, not, not starve <laughs> is, the, uh, is the object of the game. And uh, so uh, this one's called Oxygen Not Included. And basically the premise of the game is uh, you've arrived on an alien planet However, instead of appearing on the surface, you've appeared underground in a cave and you've got to like mine away like walls and floors and stuff like that and build a base underground and like there's all these different types of like uh, sort of ground material that you can mine. So there's some, some of it dirt, some of it's sand, some of it's sandstone, some of it's like granite and each each uh, type of material that you you sort of uh, mine you can harvest and use to build other stuff and um, you, you start off with three uh, characters that that are all sort of working together to, to do stuff and they're called duplicants mm-hmm. and uh, each duplicant has certain skills that make them good at certain things so like one might be really good at cooking one might be really good at construction. One might be really good at uh, digging and excavation. And so, as uh, over time, you can you collect more duplicates. Like you, it's it's like a, a weird algae or something that you collect. And then mm. once you've got enough of this new algae, you can spawn another <laughs> duplicate through this like uh, portal thing that you have at the very mm. beginning. Um, but you've got to create like little. Uh, little machines to like generate oxygen underground so your people don't like uh, suffocate you got to create food you've got to you got to have like places for them to wash themselves and stuff so that they stay hygienic otherwise they all get sick and start spreading disease everywhere and um yeah it's uh it's pretty straightforward like it's it doesn't seem too complicated but then like periodically like an emergency will happen and Mm. something will happen and fuck your whole base like it'll flood or there'll be a meteor storm or something will happen and it sort of throws everything into disarray complete disarray um but you can 
you can sort of choose to either allow those things to happen and deal with them or you can sort of choose like an easier option where those things don't happen you've got sort of unlimited time to sort yourself out so it sort of caters for either play style similar to what don't starve does and um yeah it's a just a really good little resource collector and base builder game and uh yeah i'd I'd suggest that if you liked don't starve or, or titles like that check it out yeah nice it's a good little hey um quickly what's indie. the uh, opposite of disarray Dataray. <laughs> well, fucking hell. <laughs> the ball harvey. <laughs> Get it? This yes. way, that way. Disarray. Dataway. That's not. That was a uh, C Mac special, was it? Did you oh, tell what? Simon to say that? Uh, no, she's not happy about that. Uh, yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, uh, uh, it sounds. It, I've heard of this game, so I was interested to see what you think, JB. But it's as far as review scores on Steam, it's sitting at a ninety-six percent out of a hundred thousand reviews. It's about as good as it gets. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's oh, a pretty cool little title. I look. It's. It, I think it's not for everyone. You have to be a fan of those sorts of games where you go and collect resources and build shit and. Yep. research shit and all that slowly but, unlock stuff you know it's got a good good research tree there's you know some cool things that you can build and research and all of that and um yeah i played it for for a few hours last night and it just kept me kept me completely entranced so yeah nice. um yeah not um wanted to check on the wish, wish list absolutely all right, well, I think it's time now for this week's novelty segment. Oh, double feature. What am I going to say next? Carby cleaner. Or sniffing it, one or the other. And this week we're bringing back your favourite and ours, Overs and Unders, with uh, the host, Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. The hostess with the mostess. Yes, JB. <laughs> Overs and Unders, it's back for round three. So for those who may have missed round one and two and don't know what the hell this is all about, basically what I've been doing is putting together a list of games that are slated for release in you know the next little while, probably in around the next six months, these games that I've lined up. I've come up with a Metacritic score and we're all voting on whether we think the actual critical Metacritic score will go over or under that score. So as a bit of a recap, round one, C-Mac and JB out in front with seven points, Steely in second with five. And, you know, as usual, when you come up with the idea for the novelty segment, you suck at it. I'm in last with four. <laughs> so before we get into the next slate of games, we better go back and have a review and see how we went in round two. So I'm going to go through the games, what I thought they would score or used as the benchmark, what the actual score was, and whether we successfully picked it to go under or over that score. So first up, right. we've, we did Star Wars Jedi Survivor. My predicted score was 80. 
we all predicted it would go over and on across all platforms it's sitting at 82 so we all get a point for that one yum one that's only recently come out which was pikmin 4 on the switch so i threw out a modest 80 we all guessed that it would go over that and it did with a metacritic score of 87 so we can pat ourselves on the back there um next one we had Horizon Forbidden West DLC Burning Shores. So I picked a Metacritic score of 80. It finished with 82. And successfully guessing that it would go over 80 was C-Mac and JB. So they get a tick. Steely and Ferg, no good. What else we had? Yeah, no good. We had Diablo 4. I predicted a Metacritic score, or use it as the benchmark, of 82. Myself, JB, and C-Mac predicted that it would go over, and it did with a Metacritic score of 88. Steely was the only one that thought it would go under. Oh, uh, well, my pride still wins. <laughs> Piece of shit game. We had Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I used a modest score of 88. JB, Steely, and C-Mac all said it would go over, and... For some reason, I don't know what I was smoking that day. I predicted that it would go under 88, and I predicted a score of 85, so I've firmly got egg on my face with that one. Um, Somebody put hooch in your Pepsi Max, Phil. That's it. Got a 96. And I had a quote here from Steely, (laughs) who said, "Um, this will go close to having the exact same score as Breath of the Wild, which got a 97. Um, So... Well done, Steely. You bloody predicted that. You also went on to say that if it didn't, you would shave all the hair on your head. So (laughs) the hair hair lives another day. (laughs) Uh, Lastly, we did Starfield, which has recently just come out. I had a Metacritic score of 84. Myself and JB predicted that it would go over, and it's just snuck over with 85 across the Xbox and PC. So Steely and C-Mac no good on that one so the last one we did we did hug I'll, I'll get to that in a second because it actually hasn't come out but across round two i'll tally up the scores we had c-mac with five steely with three jb with a perfect score six out of six and ferg with a four so after two rounds it's a two horse race at the top and bottom of the leaderboard so c-mac and jb are tied for first on 13 and tied for last in the wooden spoon, Steely and Fergie Minor on eight. So there's no there's no other place I'd rather be. <laughs> so there's a bit of division. So anyway, all right, going into round three, I've got some games that are coming out in the next six months. Um, we touched on Hogwarts on the Switch last time, and it hasn't come out since then. It's been delayed. It's set to come out on <laughs> November the 14th. So I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to revisit their score. Will Hogwarts on the Switch come in at over or under 78 on the Metacritic score? And we'll go on us. So we'll go JB, Steely, C-Mac, and then me. JB, is it going to go over or under 78? Last time you were the only one that said out of the four of us that it'd go over. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say it's going to go over. Steely? You're a plum, mate. It's going well under. <laughs> and if it doesn't, I'm going to shave all the head. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, C, mate? I'm going to, I reckon I'll say under. Under. We're all sticking with our same score. I reckon I'll go under as well. 
And I think it where you can blow it out your ass because I'm <laughs> right at the top of the leaderboard. So, and obviously with this game, oh. if you if you want to elaborate on That's why true. it's going to go over or under, feel free to. I, I yeah, I just the aging switch. I just don't know. Three words: Mortal Kombat One. There you go. There well, you go. I, I'll I'll see Mortal Kombat One, and I'll I'll <laughs> say to you that I reckon that the de- developers um, at uh, Avalanche have have seen. Uh, sorry, is it Avalanche? Yeah, Port, Port Key Games. Yeah, one of them or both of them. Um, I reckon that they've seen what happened with Mortal Kombat One, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we better make sure that this isn't a repeat of that mistake." So, I reckon, yeah, I reckon it'll be better than seventy eight. I, I think for them to release it in a state less than seventy eight, where they might as well have not fucking bothered, basically. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, I think what Hogwarts Legacy came out in February on everything else except for the Switch, and I think May may have been when the hot Switch original release date was. So they've delayed it six months. So they've had a good chunk of time there to hopefully iron out the kinks and you know do that. But yeah, we'll see. So that one's coming out on November the fourteenth. Um, the other one here, I preemptively asked the question because I wanted to get everyone's thoughts on this game, which came out four days ago, and that was Assassin's Creed Mirage. So prior to the episode, I threw out, will it get over 82? And everyone except for C-Mac thought that it would. And C-Mac, she's crushing it. So the Metacritic score currently (gasps) for Assassin's Creed Mirage is a lowly 77. Which... Yes! So kudos to C-Mac. She gets a point there. Um, It's an interesting one. 77's... I mean, it's a serviceable score, but when you look at it in the list of Assassin's Creed games, it's I think it's barely in the top 10. I think there's been about 12, and I think it's 10th. So in comparison to everything else, not that great. A lot of conflicting reviews, hey. Mm. I think it shows the quality of a game when people can't collectively agree whether or not it's good. Mm. You know, like a, it's unlike something like Tears of the Kingdom, people can collectively agree it's a good game. Mm. You know, um, but Ubisoft just seems to not be able to do that with their games. Um, you be hard, you be soft. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the way it works. Um, I mean, it's it's one of these things that these days, like back in the day when, like, I was a big fanboy of the Nintendo sixty four. Um, they could have released an absolute stinker of a game, and I would have still come out and uh, you know gone to bat for it um, to try and convince people that it's a good game but now it's it's just like that nah, if you doesn't matter what platform you release on if trash is fucking trash mm. it's an interesting one i think we've talked about this previously and it's something that i was i don't know interested to see what would happen there was all this talk about getting back to basics you know culling all of the the bloat in the last few um, releases with Valhalla and Odyssey and all this sort of stuff. We'll get back to the roots. The first couple of games in the series that were so well received and, you know, get back to that. And by all reports, that's exactly what they've done, but they've gotten back to what they've already done. And now people are like, well, we've already done this before. And I think a few people from the reviews I was reading maybe didn't think the story was unbelievable. So, yeah, it's a tough one. You, you've you win some points by going back to what you've done so well, but then people also are going to dock points for you to for doing something you did ten years ago. So, mm. yeah, it's an interesting one. So, yeah, fucking anyway, C Mac, she's uh, on a on a tear at the moment. For 
Next on, let's go coming to, I haven't actually written down here what it's coming to. Check your uh, local guide. Sonic Superstars coming out October 17th. Starting with UJB, is, is Sonic going to do better than 84 Metacritic score? Uh, no, it is not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Steely? I'm, I'm going to say that it's not going to because I think 84 is pretty high. Mm. I think it'll be like an 82, 80 sort of route. So oh, I hate saying that because it looks really good and it's getting a lot of good feedback, but not as big as 84, I don't think. Hmm. I reckon I'll say Why yeah, would under. You even bother with another Sonic game. Point, really? <laughs> oh well, fucking hell! I'm sorry, oxygen's included in Sonic games. <laughs> Fuck. Jeez, <laughs> sorry, what was that, C Max? Uh, I'll go under. Under. Let's just fucking bring back the Lost Vikings from the Super yeah. Nintendo. Era. Well, look, you don't see me fucking putting putting my bloody fist up. Return to Monkey Island, do you? Put your fist up. Your fucking precious Monkey Island. <laughs> uh, classic. Um, uh, anyway. I'm sort of torn at this point because I need to make up some points, but I was saying that in round two and it ended up digging me into a deeper hole. Um, follow your heart. I think I'm with you, Steely. I reckon I'll go just under maybe an 82 or something. Mm. All right, moving on. Uh, October the 20th. PlayStation, oh. Marvel's Spider-Man 2, over or under 85? Mm. JB. I reckon it'll go over. Mm-hmm. Probably, I reckon probably just, maybe an 86. Mm-hmm. But uh, not, I, I think, I don't think we'll see it reach the 90s. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steely. Stick that up your fist. I'm, I'm with JB. I think it's going to go just over as well. I don't. I haven't even had a look at what the uh, other one got. I want to. I want to see actually. Speeder Man, wasn't it? Speeder Man, yeah. PS5. So as a little um, side note, generally when I come up with these scores, I'm looking at previous entries and yeah, putting a bit of. Uh, um, yeah, because I mean, Sp- Speeder Man remastered got um, bloody. Yeah, 87. Yeah, so uh, what were you saying? What was the 80, score? 85. Did you say? 85. Yeah, it's going to go just over. I, I reckon it will It will go up higher than, than the original did because, it, I mean, look, I thought it was an overrated game, but this it looks very, very good. This mm. new one looks very, very, very good. Plus, you know, it's got venom in it. Give the people what they want. Yeah, nice. C-Mac? Yeah, I think I'm going to go over... Because mm. people seem to like it. I hated it, but... Hmm. 85. <laughs> That's a good score. It's an interesting one because 86 seems like a fucking country mile away from 84. Mm. Like 84 seems low. Mm. 86 seems too high. I want to sit on the fence, but you don't get a point for sitting on the fence. Um, Let's just... It's I'll mix game. it up. I'll mix it up. I'll go under for no other reason oh. than... Just feeling a bit dangerous. All right, how about a? You want to win that prize? How about a fun one? Who knows what platform this is coming out on? Coming out on October the twenty third. Just Dance twenty twenty four. Fuck me. 
I deliberately picked a game that none of us have any idea about. Why is there Over so or under 75 for Just Dance 2024. I think it's about the 82nd edition in the series. <laughs> There's a lot of them. You a Just, Just Dance fan, JB? I am, actually. Oh, are you? Um, and I've got 2021 and 2022 at home Ooh. on the Nintendo Switch. Mm. And I, look, I'll tell you, like the, the thing that really sucks about Just Dance at the moment there's a distinct lack of innovation going on mm. in the Just Dance space. So um, this is one of the rare games where it's actually superior on the Nintendo Switch than what it is on the PlayStation, mm. in my opinion. And it's because with the Nintendo Switch, you can hold the, the Joy-Con in your hand and you don't need any extra shit and you just play the game and away you go. Mm. With the PlayStation... You have to download an app on your phone and then have your phone in your hand the whole time to act as the motion controller, mm. if you like, for the Just Dance. There was there was an, a version of Just Dance that came out a while ago that used to use the, the camera for the PlayStation to oh, yeah. track your movements and everything. Yeah. I don't understand why they can't bring that back. But mm. that <laughs> hasn't been a feature for... The last several editions, so mm. um, yeah, I, I think I don't know what the last one would have scored, but um, yeah, I'll say comfortably under under seventy five JB. And here I am thinking no one will uh, have any insight on Just Dance. Well, shit, it's JB's practically a fucking Just Dance fuck boy. Over here. <laughs> I I have even had. A paid subscription to Just Dance Unlimited. Um, that uh, you are meaning to tell me that you gave Ubisoft a consistent cash flow of money via the Just Dance platform for a consecutive number of months just to dance, just dancing, just to have a dance to different songs. That's correct. That you could just dance to on any other given day of the week. That's right. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. It was, um, it was for my kids. They were they were um, really into it, but um, I must admit I did get get involved and uh, have a have a few uh, dances with them. And yeah, it's it it, it is good fun. You, but you have to admit the kids would love it. Oh, yeah. they, hey, they if my kids wanted to play it, I'd play it for them. But I wouldn't. I'd tell them there is no subscription service. <laughs> what? I'm going to ask. Four-year-old and two-year-old are going to ask. Sorry, that's all of the dances that you can do. We did the subscription, <laughs> I think, for, for about a year, and the subscription gives you access to the full back catalogue of all the Just Dance mm. dances over the years. Um, is Just Dance included in that by Lady Gaga? Uh, probably. Um, okay. but it's going to be okay then. Without without the subscription, it is a bit shit. Yeah, because... it reminds me of the Guitar Hero days where you'd be like, "Oh fuck, I want to play Ziggy Stardust. I've got, now got to go put in Guitar Hero One in. I'm going to play another <laughs> song. I've got to put the other game in because you can't get access across all the different." Yeah, I mean, I think I think it is good that that they do that, but it's it's almost pointless releasing new editions anymore. You might as well just fucking. Have one yeah. live service. like live After service exactly, Simo. Yeah, just live service. Make the main game free, and and you pay a subscription to access the catalog, mm. and you know that's that. 
But don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's a there must be a market for people buying the games individually, or they wouldn't do it. True fact. Anyway, JB's yeah. saying under seventy five. What do you reckon, Steely? Under seventy five. It's a fucking Ubisoft atrocity that I have to see people in cosplay dance to any time I go to Avcon. It makes me sick. Mm. Uh, I'll go under. Under. We're all under on uh, Just Dance 2024. All right, moving along. How about November the 17th, Super Mario Bros. Wonder? Got high hopes for this one. Looks good. Under or over mm. at a five? JB. Over. 100%. Bang. The Super Mario Galaxy was like almost, I think it was almost scored as high or if not higher than Breath of the Wild. So for a really good Mario game, it will always get like really ridiculously good scores. Do and, keep and in mind, you... this is a 2D Mario game though, JB. True fact, but... Um, you've also got to take into account the Nintendo effect. And if they do as good a job of this as what they've done of some of the Mario games past, I reckon that, uh, yeah, it, um, it'll it do big business. Mm. Jabby's calling over. What do you reckon, Steely? This is one you guys are going to pick up? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, hell yeah. Can I get a third? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we have pre-ordered Oh. Oh, I'm becoming the new Prince of Pre-orders. Yeah, the Prince of Pre-orders. Prince nice. Seriously, Simon sent me to EB the other day with a list of pre-orders and the people at EB were like, "Are you? this is insane. Why have you done so many? They haven't even heard of some of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Did you get um, Sonic as well? Sonic Superstars? Oh, we, we, I'm yeah, telling you, he yeah. made me pre-order stuff that like, he, we weren't even, you can't even do it yet. What was one of the games? You're, you're, Mario. Pre-ordering, Mario. you're pre-ordering um, shit that as soon as it comes out, it's going to go straight in the bargain bin out in front of EB Games. Well, there's one game Simon's going to take off pre-order, aren't you? Yeah, um, Minico's Night Market didn't do too well in the polls uh, last week, so... Uh, Minico's Night Market goes, um, that $10 on that goes straight to a different game that is mm. worth my salt. Um, look, it's going to go over. It's going to go over uh, 110%. I'm with JB. I was kind of hoping JB would say under because I'd win a point. But it's going to go <laughs> over. It looks fucking wild. 2D Mario, when it's done right, it's done good. And it looks like it's just propelling the franchise. I'm I'm ready for it. It's yeah. going over. It'll yeah, over. The chef's kiss of Mario games. It'll be the French kiss. Yeah. The French kiss. <laughs> Get it right. Go on, JB. Yeah, yeah I reckon over. it'll go over as well. It's been a big year for Mario with the with the movie, and everyone's everyone's high on Mario, and I reckon just yeah, a fantastic 2D Mario game is on its way. I'm going to say over as well. All right, moving on. Coming to absolutely everything. Except for last year. October 27th, not too far away. Alan Wake 2. Mm. A highly anticipated game. I'm going to come. Over or under 82? A modest 82. Uh, All right. I'm going to say over. And I've heard quite a bit about Alan Wake 2 and what they're introducing to it. And... um, it's got this this real distinct feel of like Stranger Things where 
Alan, the character of Alan Wake is stuck in like, like, like a version of the Upside Down, basically, where where he's sort of stuck in this sort of horror themed world, mm. and you you get to play some missions as him, and then you've got some missions as this uh, FBI agent lady who's investigating his disappearance, um, and you can play the whole game as Alan Wake, or the whole game as her, or a combination of the two. Um, yeah, I, I think it's actually going to be a really good experience. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting very high 80s on this one. Shit, yeah. JB's calling over. Well, I thought I was going to have a power play here and say under just to try and get a point above JB. But no, I, I think he's right. I think they've made a lot of advancements in this. It's going to go over. It's going to mm-hmm. go over and I'm going to just never get a point up on him. Um. I don't know what this game is, so I'm going to say under. Ooh. <laughs> PC power play, am I right? PC power play. Um, I'm going to go over as well. The first the first game's so good. And just, again, a unique kind of game. Fantastic. Really interesting idea. Um, I'm racking my brain. The original came out, oh, I don't know, was it 2010? This is a 360 game, I think, originally. Um, and Alan Wake, is he's a writer, and it's sort of like one of his novels is sort of happening in real life and he's trying to work out what the fuck's going on. The first game was more of a thriller than a horror. The second game looks terrifying. Um, so I was pretty keen to get it and everything I've seen about it, I'm like, I'm not quite ready to shit my pants in an Alan Wake 2 game. <laughs> so I'll probably give it a miss for the moment. But it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, really unique. If you get a chance to play the original... Even now, after all these years, it holds up really well. And it's just such a cool... It's got a cool gameplay sort of element to it. Um, and, yeah, just fantastic narrative and story-driven and stuff. It's really cool. So I reckon that's going to go over 82. And you can't you can't <clears throat> ignore the, the pedigree of Remedy yeah. Entertainment. I mean, fuck me. These are the guys that, that developed and brought out the original Max Payne games. I mean... Fuck yeah. And those games were amazing mm-hmm. um, for, for back in the day. So, yeah, got all the faith in the world behind them. They'll crush it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but, and then they brought out Control, and that's not my cup of tea. Well, apparently yeah. Control and Alan Wake 2 are set in the same universe. So mm-hmm. there will be some, heard. some tie-ins between the two if, uh, for yep. those who are... Uh, uh, foaming at the tip uh, at the prospect of, uh, of, a, of a fully united universe there. Yeah, they make fantastic games. I, I haven't played Control. Um, I was talking about um, Quantum Break before, which was a decent game. Fantastic idea. Probably wasn't executed unbelievably well, but it was still pretty good. Um, all right, JB, let's finish. Well, I've got two more. We'll do a bit of a speed round. We'll rip through these two. Now, I thought no one would know what care about Just Dance 2024. I was wrong. JB's all over that franchise. How about these last two? I don't think any of us... I'm going to predict again that we don't know about these franchises and or care about them. How about Avatar Frontiers of Pandora coming out December the 7th? You mean... You mean fucking Avatar Far Cry fucking 7? I've seen very little about it. What I've seen about it, it doesn't look great, but who knows. Can we do better than 78, JB? Avatar. Oh, is this a Ubisoft game? It is. It yeah. is a Ubisoft game, and like I said, it's it's. You can already see it will follow the fucking Far Cry formula, where you'll be 
one of the fucking Navi. You'll be going around, um, you know, sniping like humans on on some sort of base, <laughs> and then you know, working your way in and fucking. Yeah. It, it'll be Far Cry on Pandora, basically. Um, <laughs> so look, I'm gonna say yes, it will be over seventy eight, but mm-hmm. fuck me, it might even be. Uh, on 78 to be honest with you um yeah i don't think that it's going to be a great game but it's probably not going to be a steaming pile of shite either Mm. steely 77 under Under. fuck ubisoft power to the people (laughs) (laughs) see mac (laughs) um i'll go under i'm gonna go under as well um I think it'll be high 70s, though. Righto, last one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 coming out November 10. Higher or under... High, what, over or under is the name of the segment. Let's use the correct terminology. Over or under 78, <laughs> JB. Oh, over. 100%. Sorry, I missed the title of the game. I was too busy daydreaming about how much I hate Ubisoft. What was it? <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare oh. 3. Return of the Zombies. Oh. Um, hot, and what was the, the number? 78. 78. Oh, I tell you what, it's going to go a little bit higher, I reckon. See, mate. Um, I'll go over. I'll probably go over as well. I mean, some of these scores, 78. That, I mean, that's based on an average of all the other ones. So they obviously aren't polling real well, but I think, you know, 78, surely they can do that. Google, show me this guy's balls, please. Thanks for playing overs <laughs> and unders. <laughs> all right. Woo! I know what boys like. That's my favourite game. And if you're playing along with us at home on Overs and Unders, tell us. Uh, drop us a line on the Discerning Gamer Facebook page. Tell us uh, what your guesses are for the Overs and Unders segment. Mm. And if you leave a message there, We'll, we'll feature you in the the next score tally that we do to uh, uh, to, to include you in that. So how's that little carrot that we're dangling for you? Nice. Get on there. Sure tell us your carrot. tell us your over and unders, and uh, yeah, that'll be bloody great. Um, but uh, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another discerning gamer podcast for this week. I'd like to thank the DG crew, starting with Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks, JB. Always a pleasure, mate. And Simon Steely, Monster Kill. Monster Kill. Was I even here? Nobody knows, but I was because you can hear my voice. Thanks, JB. You're welcome. (laughs) And last but not least... Uh, pistol, pisty, Pete, the pissed, the pissed, <laughs> the piss. Casey Thanks. C. Mac McLaughlin. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, wife. Oh, you're welcome. Love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, we <laughs> are still <laughs> on all the social media platforms. We are on uh, Facebook. We're on the uh, what's the that gram? Uh, yeah, Instagram. MySpace. Uh, X. Are we on threads? Are we on what? <laughs> <laughs> I've got threads. Thread? Threads? Uh, no. No. Oh, I'll post a thread on there for you. I don't know how to do it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 
We've been going for over a year now and not a single person's left a review. So uh, if you <laughs> We've want to... had reviews. Oh, have we? Yeah, we'll put a we'll put a plug out there. If you'd love to show a bit of love for the uh, DG crew, we've got some reviews on Spotify. Um, okay. Get on the socials and uh, leave us a like. Yeah. Tell us what you That's like, what you don't like. That's to this end bit. Leave yeah. us a review because I'd love to read them live on the air. <laughs> All right, there you go. Steely will read them out live on air if you leave us a review. So. With my sexy voice. <laughs> We'll <laughs> see you next week. See ya. James West Croydon says it's hot. Um, uh, <laughs> yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little guy that lives in the blue world and all day and all night everything he sees is just blue. How about that?